Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. This is Paul Brennan, PGA professional with Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the volunteer state. We cover men's and women's golf tournaments, professional amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We'll talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us on your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at pbrandon 21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro. So we're approaching the holiday weekend. I hope everybody's going to get out and play some. Uh, we'll do some quick recaps. Uh, I'll cut you a little early this week. Uh, so... Short drives into work for short days tomorrow, so I hope everybody gets safe travels. But starting with the uh, Pro-Am Series, going to Memphis at Lynx at Fox Meadows. Congratulations to Mark Ziesman winning there, Mickey Barker, Mackenzie Mack, Jason Bell, Austin Chen coming in second, third, fourth, and fifth. Going over to Knoxville at Cherokee, Andrew Bateman, number one, Joe Castle, number two, Miss Allie Knight, three, and Trey Mullins finishing fourth. Going over to Chattanooga, Mark Fairman wins over Aaron Levinson. He comes in second place at Lookout Mountain Country Club. I love playing that golf course. You never know what's up and down. Uh, Tri-Cities was at Link Hills, and John Fullwetter wins that one. So short on the Pro-Am Series this week, but everybody getting ready for the holidays. We did have a section event played at Bluegrass Yacht and Country Club here in the Mid-State. After round one, now the pro-pro event is uh, two professionals play best ball. Um, so you have a mix of regular and senior professionals playing, but you're playing your own ball and scoring the best score on the whole. After round one, Hudson and Reeves shot 12 under leading, followed by Botts and Wheelant at 11 under. In third place after round one, Peacock Stark at 9-under, and then tied for 4th, uh, Hunter, Melson, minus 8, Dibble, Helton, minus 8, Coke, Simonson, minus 8, along with Flanagan and Snell. After day 2, congratulations to Botts and Wheelant shooting 9-under uh, second day to finish at 20-under. Hunter and Melson moved up to 18-under, finishing second. And tied for third at 16-under were Dibble, Helton, Hudson Reeves, and Coke Simonson. So, really great job there. Had over 30 teams, 60 pros playing the event this week. Now, going to the listeners' questions. Um, first thing we're going to talk about, uh, Timmy writes in about the Tour Championship. And please explain 
how the FedEx Cup is doing the shots. And so, first of all, you've got to think about it. The FedEx Cup started, uh, gosh, back in 2007, I think it was. Yeah, 2007. Um Tiger wins it, comes back, wins it 2009. BJ won it in 2008. And then we'll go to Jim Furyk, Bill Haas. Sneds wins it in 11. Um, Henrik, 13. Or, I'm sorry, Sneds wins it in 12. Uh, Henrik in 13. Horschel, 14. Spieth in 15. Rory, 16 and 19. Justin Thomas, 17. Justin Rosen, 18. The FedEx Cup were always, with the playoffs, it's always been very versatile, very volatile. Um, you played four events originally going into it, or going in three events going into the final, and then the points shake up and who the top five controlled their own destiny. And, and you know it was it was fun for TV. And when Tiger was doing it early on, and when we watched Rory do it um, as well, they they kind of ran away with it. Um, but they wanted to give the top thirty a chance, and so they came up with a system last year where the leader of the FedEx points has a lead and the reason this was done was for the viewers it was really hard to figure out because they were constantly have to go well if McElroy finishes third and so and so and so and so finished ninth and 30th it moved around it was really hard to keep up with so the PGA Tour sat down and tried to figure out a way to make it easy for the viewers at home to see where everybody stood and so this is where the staggered start began and so your leader after the the first rounds of the playoffs starts the tour championship now at 10 under and they will have a two-shot lead over the next person um in this case we have dustin johnson and john rom uh dustin johnson and john rom who had the amazing playoff last week battling out in one and two and then it progresses all the way down um to even par so the, the person in 30th place is 10 shots back now over four rounds can they make that up Yes, they can. Um, so, Timmy, again, this was really done for the, the, the viewers at home. So you kind of knew where everybody stood and what was going on. Um, and I think it uh, you had the situation where Tiger Woods won the Tour Championship a couple of years ago but didn't win the FedEx point because he was so far out of it. So they decided to quit having two champions. Um, started this with last year. Rory wins it in that fashion. So now we'll see how he does Um and, and comes back. So, Timmy, I hope that helps answer the questions. Uh, the tournament is ex actually going to start on Friday this week, run through Monday, so it'll be a holiday finish uh, for everybody can enjoy and watch some tournament. But should be a lot of fun seeing the players down at East Lake this week, see how they're hitting it, and see what's going on. So this question comes in from Jeff, and Jeff was asking about the importance of green reading and how that played a big part in the last week's playoffs. Um, and if you didn't see um, the playoff, so John Rom in the house, uh, Dustin Johnson's one back, Dustin hits it in the right rough, hits a really good shot, hits, rolls the races up the hill, he's about a 35-40 footer, double breaker down and over the edge. Dustin hits his first putt, creeps up to the edge, starts breaking down the hill, gets to the bottom, turns back, dead center, forces the playoff. Um so, Jeff, the thing to think about on the double breakers is you have to read it as two putts. Um, in his case, Dustin had a you know, a straight look down the hill, but as you could see, the hill started it from him to the right, and then once it got to the bottom, everything funneled back down to the left. And so what he was able to do is kind of read what it would do up to the crest, 
and that was the speed he needed to hit it. Then, once it started down the hill, it would take its break out to the right, and then how much was it going to come back? And again, so it made a little bit of a an S motion uh, in that putt. And so when they're reading those putts, again, they get, they're going to break it into... At what point does it quit breaking this way? At what point does it start breaking that way and start to try to figure out how much one forces the other? And then the same thing happens on the playoff. So both guys hit their tee shots. Rom hits it uh, down in the right rough. Dustin hits a really good shot down the left side, hits a tree. Um, ricochets back out in the middle of the fairway. From there, he's able to keep it on the, the same tier. Um, and not get up on the side. Rom from the rough hits it to 66 feet, they're telling us. Um, and he basically has a very sideways putt. If you go back and watch the replay, he had to put the majority of it down the same level he was on before it caught the slope and did the double break that we saw Dustin Johnson's do as well. And so Rom hits the putt. If you watch the replay, you know, as it's rolling down, he actually starts walking so they can see what it does down the hill and so he's walked almost even to the hole once it starts to break and, and, and goes in dead center and again so he had to break this putt into probably almost three parts what was it going to do on the top tier how is it going to handle the two tiers coming down um now again their caddies are there to help them a lot with this jeff um we all don't have that luxury they also have access to the green reading books that shows you the slopes again we don't have that luxury um a really great green reading tool that i use for my students is get from away from 12 feet away from the hole. So walk out about 12 feet and walk a circle around the hole. Um, ideally, I want you to carry four tees when you do this. Now, again, it's great for the practice screen. You will learn how to do it more and more where you can carry it to the golf course. But on the practice screen or on a hole that you're out practicing, carry four tees with you. So as you start to walk around, I want you to place a tee where you start to feel an elevation change. So you're going to start walking up a hill, you're going to peak, and you're going to start walking down a hill. Where that peak is, I want you to put a T. And then you're going to walk down a curve, and you'll kind of feel a point that you level out on the opposite side. And then you'll start from the downhill back uphill. You're going to put a T, and those are going to be kind of your 6 o'clock and your 12 o'clock positions. Um, 6 being up the hill to the clock face, 12 being down the hill. So then looking at it, anything on the right between the 12 and the 6 is going to be the 3 o'clock position. That's going to be putts that break right to left. Um, and then looking at putts on 9 are going to be uh, breaking that left or right. You can kind of use that clock face to see where holes are working. So if we always keep 12 as the high side and 6 as the low, that way your 3 o'clocks are always going to be right to left breakers. But walk that circle of 12 feet, put the 4 tees down, Practice putting from the 6 and the 12s at first just to make sure that you have a putt that's rolling very straight. Then when you go to the 3 and the 9s, you're going to have the putts that break the most um, into that. And So then you can kind of gauge on the slope that you have, whether it's a, a ball, two balls, a cup, three feet, depending on the slope and the speed of the greens, and just practice those putts that are going up and working their way down. Um, and then that way, anything you putt from 12 to 3 is going to be slightly downhill and a little faster. Anything from three to six is going to be slightly uphill and a little slower. Same three throws through on the other side. Anything from the six to nine is uphill and a little slower. Anything from nine to 12 is downhill and a little faster. But Jeff, hopefully you can use that little clock drill to kind of start to feel 
the green changes with your feet. Again, once you start doing this enough on your putting greens uh, off for practice, you can carry this over to the golf course and start to read the greens with your putt, uh, with your feet. Uh, there's a whole system called uh, Aimpoint. You can check their site out, aimpoint.com. Uh, but they teach you to read degrees of slope or percentage of slope with your feet. And then using that, they kind of guide you in how many inches of break uh, per foot you're going to run into. So you can definitely check out Aimpoint. But the clock drill works really good. Don't have to sign up for any classes. Just take some practice of walking around in a circle to kind of find those high points and low points. So Jeff, try that. See what you think. All right. So for the next one, this is always a, a near and dear to my heart. Um event uh, that happens uh, over Labor Day weekend um, is the Folds of Honors. Uh, most golf courses are going to do some type of charity donations as you play. There'll be signs, maybe a dollar per round. Everybody does a lot. But this was started by Major Dan Rooney. Um, he is a uh, PJ professional as well as a former F-16 pilot. Um, he started this the, the Folds of Honor uh, and Patriot Golf Day, which is coming up, um, as a way to help the children of service members um, who have lost their life and, and help pay for their school and better their education. Um, I know the club I used to be at, we would do a ball drop uh, where everybody would buy golf balls, uh, write their names on them, or in our case, we'd write numbers on them. Everybody was assigned numbers. Uh, on Labor Day, we would take them to the top of the uh, back balcony, dump them over the rail. They would hit the, the awning rail down. We had a putting green right there, and there'd be a hole cut. And the one that got in the hole first or closest to the hole was our winner. And we would do prize donations and stuff like that. And all the money we would raise would go to the Folds of Honor. Uh, I know a friend of mine actually had uh, a couple of helicopters from uh, Fort Campbell fly in into his golf course and land and people got to do the tour and help with that. So a lot of clubs do a lot of money for this. Um, but this is going to be going since 2017. Um, and again, it's all about taking care of our service members, uh, children, um, who have lost a, a parent in, um, serving our country. So, um, check out foldsofhonor.org. Uh, you can see how to, the Patriot Golf Day, you can see the partners, you can see how to donate, um, you can see how to sponsor your own fundraisers and stuff like that and how the scholarships are affected. Uh, I know every year at the Tennessee section meeting, uh, PGA, that we have in February, we present a scholarship uh, for the PGA. Uh, we have several courses in the area that raise several thousands of dollars. Um, and all that goes back in and, and takes care of that. And every year it gets very emotional. A, a widow or um, a, a widower or a child uh, of a service member will come up and speak and tell their story. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's very emotional, always been near and dear to my heart. I've always tried to do amazing things with that and, and help raise as much money I can for that one. Um, but so you can check that again, foldsofhonor.org. Um, you click on the Patriot Golf Day and see what you can do to help out. Well, everybody, get out and play some golf this weekend. I know it's been crazy with the rain. I've been able, I've been able to sneak two rounds in this week. Um, no, technically three. But um, uh, don't tell my boss I said that. But anyway, um, everybody, get out and play some golf. Have some fun. Take advantage. I know it's a short weekend, three-day weekend, so I'm, I'm going to let everybody get to it for short trips into work. But be safe, have fun, play well, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.